0: Well, it looks like we have ourselves a standoff right now. This is not just the Interesting People podcast. Today, I'm joined by my guest and I guess other host,
1: Eric Verdi, Frederick Advice Giver. So this is this is a cool concept that we're doing here. We both have our own podcast, but we're interviewing each other in a back-to-back kind of a debate type of format here. It's, it's exciting. So this is episode 129 of Frederick Advice Givers with Pat Haynes with WFRE.
0: Yes. And uh, this is going to be an episode of the Interesting People podcast as well. So you'll find it on WFRE's website. We will find it on the Frederick Advice Givers website. So it's going to be all over the place. I am beyond excited about
1: that. I'm stoked and as you can see, if you're watching on the Frederick Advice Givers, we have video format here so you can either listen to it or watch us. I'm more excited to roll out Pat and WFRE. <laughs> the studio here, it's a pretty cool setup that you have could, here you can WFRE. see all the sound baffling that you exactly. for these kind of things. This is, our... this is the best sound we've ever had on, on Advice Givers.
0: Oh, I hope fingers crossed. <laughs> all
1: right, Pat, I'll let you uh you start.
0: The reason that I know of you is the Impact Club, which I recently joined myself. I guess to give a full disclosure. How did you start that? How'd you get involved?
1: Impact Club
0: is a platform. Impact Club is not
1: a specific charity. We are a platform to bring like-minded individuals in the community together to help make a greater cause. Our philosophy is most everybody can afford $100 a quarter, but they don't think their $100 is gonna go very far. But if you combine it with other like-minded individuals, that $100 now becomes 10,000 if you have 100 members, or in our case, our last Impact Club, the fourth quarter that you were at was 26.5, so 265 members donated $100. There's two caveats with who can present to our membership on a quarterly basis. One is they are 501c3, and two is they're local to Frederick. The three charities that we select each quarter are drawn at random from member-nominated charities. So each member, you have the chance, the opportunity to nominate three charities or one charity three times.
0: That's fascinating. I didn't know it was a random draw because I was trying to figure out the rhyme or reason behind The Mm -hmm. last one I went to was Coy Advocates for Homeless Families and Women Mentoring Women. I couldn't find a thematic draw. So yes, it's a total random draw. And that's the important thing too is even though one charity walks away with the donations, you get to meet the other two. And
1: that's exactly correct. That's why you know we got the idea of doing the video for our Advice Givers podcast is we actually record all three charities so they get the video feed after we splice it up (laughs) a few weeks later so they can use to promote their own charities and they can use it with whatever platform they want. So we're basically providing the platform for them to share their story. And what we found through the four quarters that we've done it's really about storytelling. The charity with the most compelling story that can connect to the audience and get that emotional attachment and tell the most compelling story is the one that ultimately walks out with that quarter's donation.
0: You had SHIP, Hartley House and there's Children of Incarcerated Parents Partnership what was the fourth one? Blessings in the Back Backpack. blessings in a backpack her wonderful yep. yes. organization
1: all four of these charities they do amazing outstanding work within the community and speaking to each of them before the impact club started right over you know 12 months ago now as an idea speaking individually to these local charities i did not realize the need for assistance locally that they had, and they helped hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of families locally.
0: That's been the mind-blowing thing as well. Is when I started the podcast, it kind of became a the whole idea of it was like I want to meet different, and that's why it's called the interesting people. I right. just don't want to limit myself. I want to keep finding these stories. And after Impact Club, I've started just booking nonprofit after nonprofit right. because these stories, the not share, only starting with is yep. incredible. Some of the people that you will find, and we had Sherry from COIP in here, and her story was amazing. And it just, I love the idea too, is like I'm, I'm a big fan of you're never too late to reinvent yourself never too late to re-engage she started quite at 50.
1: All right so let me ask you a couple questions. Yeah of course. Let's go back and forth there so give me your story Pat like who are you and how do you describe yourself and what's your origin story man?
0: My origin story I guess and I've had people joke that I look like Clark Kent this week normally I don't wear glasses <laughs> but I'm, I'm from Damascus just right down the road so small town boy that always went to Frederick when I was growing up. Right. If you did anything, Damascus, people who aren't familiar, there was no liquor license. So it never grew. We didn't have a movie theater. We didn't have any shopping malls. So anytime we wanted to do something, we went to Frederick. So Frederick has always had this feeling to me that that's the big city. Right. That's always where I wanted to go. So as I continued on, I had the silly goal of wanting to become the next Tony the Tiger. I wanted to be a cartoon person. So I was always working on voices and voice work, did a lot of drama and theater in college, okay. and then got a night job at a radio station, this radio station back in 2005. And have basically worked my way in every department here, wherever there was an opportunity to stay here especially during the recession because that's Mm -hmm. when I got out of college so I've kind of hopped around here people will be familiar with me as Patrick Haynes maybe sort of in the back of their mind for the last 12 years this is the first year that being here that I'm one of our main four DJs I also joke that I'm our stunt double because even though my normal shift is seven to midnight people can verify this year I've done the morning show I've done the afternoon show I've done middays. when our traffic guy got blood clots in his lungs and legs and had to disappear for a month Dave Conrad one of the coolest people in the world (laughs) I stepped in and it did traffic for a month, so it's been this whole crazy year. So that's what people can find out about me. And I live in Frederick. I love. I just live right outside of downtown. I walk into downtown all the time. Awesome. So where did you go to college? I went to Mount Saint Mary's University. Did you? Awesome. I've traveled very little in my time.
1: <laughs> so, okay. Mount's a great, great university. I actually went there for a semester in, in college myself, and it's it's awesome. We've got friends that graduated there, and it's a breathtaking campus. So did you do theater up there too? Yes, and acting up there. Yeah, I was. In so a- is that the radio voice? Is yeah, it, that's the. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed when we talked that night at the Impact Club, and you introduced yourself to me, and, and we had a great conversation. That that's your voice, like you're yeah. you this your radio voice is your voice.
0: Yeah, that's how I talk normally. So that's always right. the thing where it's like, oh. You have a radio voice. Like a lot of people are like, good thing you're using that thing. Like, you're not just laying around and not using that for voice work. So that's one of the main things that's kind of my thing. I've always been kind of involved in radio and this year in particular. And I love the fact that the Impact Club is also new this year is this has been a year of reinvention for me. Okay. And people that have seen me, it's like I've had a ghost existence, so to speak. I've been in radio for 12 years, but not a lot of people remembered me. So I had the uh, night show last year for a period of time for about six months.
1: So what's the night show? What's the, what's the hours of the night Seven show? to midnight. Okay.
0: And then I lost it, got moved back to weekends, and no one remembered that I had it when I got it back this year. And that was very important for me because that meant that it's like, all right, I'm the exact same voice, exact same guy, wasn't selling myself properly. So this entire year, this whole year of what I've been doing has been like, all right, cool, let's get out there into Frederick Moore, because mm-hmm. I obviously wasn't making as big of an impact, and do things. And this has been a big year of finding the right things to do and also finding fun ways to do the stuff that I've been doing to find different ways of doing it. I got sold to a charity lunch. I was willing to do that. We did a Facebook Live where I said, all right, if you promise to bid, I'll do whatever you say within reason so we don't get banned from Facebook. (laughs) And I got sold on a charity lunch. And on that, the person went, and it's just from thing to thing. They're just like, well, it seems like you'll do anything for charity. And I went, I haven't found the line. So she's like, great. There's a drag queen competition for Relay for Life. Would you enter? And I went, of course and I won. I'm someone who is always doing something a little bit different. You met, I had a mustache, and right. I spent the entire month of November becoming a mustache guy. I had people being like, oh, you're that mustache guy. It's like, I had not had it before November, and it left midnight on uh, November 31st. Well, just
1: for the record, I think you were asking Creepy or Cole to your, to your staff here. <laughs> you I'm, I'm going to go with Creepy. Yeah, I'm going to go
0: with Creepy, Pat. There we go. <laughs> Man out of time.
1: A lot of our listeners might not know the difference between radio here at WFRE and what you're doing with the podcast. So what's the difference between live oh, terrestrial yes. radio and then doing a podcast version?
0: Everybody? This is something I'm very passionate about because radio is phenomenal at being radio, which is content that you create and then it disappears into the wind like dust. And it's really good at doing whens and where's. Mm-hmm. Radio, if you're good at radio, you really don't really focus a lot on the hows or whys. You don't really go in depth. It's all about motivation. It's my job to tell you things you may enjoy. It's not just music anymore. And that's where a lot of the advertising stuff comes from. You may like eating at this place, or you may want to enter this contest, or you may want to go to this place. With podcasts, it gives you the opportunity to, instead of going at 100 miles an hour, you get to have a more intimate conversation. Go deeper. Yeah. So you get to have a deeper conversation that isn't broken up by commercial breaks, that isn't have the same kind of... Radio is based all around quarter hours. You need to get someone into the next 15 minutes. A podcast, you can have a nice flowing conversation where you can kind of uncover things, and you have give and take in a lot of interesting ways. And also it's evergreen content. We produce things that, like I said, it just, the moment it's done, the moment we crack the mic and we turn down the pots, that's done. We're never going to get that back. The episodes I made of the Interesting People podcast, Mm -hmm. and this is something I find a great joy of, is when someone listens to one episode, they then go back and listen to the others. And it's, we're a content industry, but we're a content industry that makes stuff like ice sculptures. There we go. Radio is ice sculptures. It's beautiful. It's amazing. But after you engage with it, it it melts. It's gone. Yeah. So I'm making some granite statues right now that people can come and check out like a museum. And that's what motivates me. And that's the beauty of Frederick Advice Givers and in our podcast is that we are,
1: you're 100 episode 129, we're 128 other episodes deep where we repurpose that content. So we have a writer that will write an article about the interview that, that you can send out on your platform. I am in the midst of finishing a book beyond the mic with the first 75 episodes of Frederick Advice Givers. And I got the idea from Tim Ferriss, Tools of Titans. Mm-hmm. He basically wrote a book based off of he has a podcast. So that we're doing the same thing now to help other business owners, entrepreneurs share their stories. One, we do it through audio content. Two, now we're doing it through video. We have the written word and then we also have the book.
0: So you've had over a hundred episodes of the podcast. How has this podcast changed you? You've met so many different people. Have you internalized any of the stories? What is it left on you?
1: One of the things that I and I tell everybody that I take out of the podcast is I get to meet people like you. I get to meet other business owners entrepreneurs. I get to ask them questions. So I'm always learning. I'm always gaining knowledge by asking other people questions. And We've recently changed the format with the new video. So I've got some of the same guests that are coming back for a second time, but on video format. So now we can promote them on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram. We can get them on multiple platforms. So not only are we doing multiple media, we're doing multiple platforms too. One of the things that, you know, after today, you know, I'll be able to call you or text you. Or, hey, Pat, you know, how you doing, man? And, and we'll, you know, we have a relationship after this. Yes. You need something, you call me. I need something, I call you. So it's help fostering the relationships one-on-one throughout the community. But more importantly, it's helping you share your story, talk about you, or the, you know, the guests share their stories. But I gain, because we have a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs on mm-hmm. the podcast, I gain so much knowledge by, oh, I didn't look at it that way. because you as an individual, and I, I see this all the time, you have your way in life that you're looking at something. And you had mentioned a story in the pre-interview that we had talked about, and you'll probably share this in a minute, of how your perspective on life changes from where you are in that moment. Yeah. So where I am today and my perspective on life today is different than it was a year ago. It's going to be different than it was a year from now. So we're always evolving, but the big thing that we do, the one thing I take is the relationships that I get to meet.
0: I gotcha. You. So you view the podcast, under The Impact Club, where it is a platform. It's a platform. It's a hundred percent. So you're very platform-based. I also wanted to ask you about social media. You've talked about one of the reasons we're doing video right now is you want to expand it to YouTube. That makes Instagram worlds easier. Which platforms are you finding new engagement from, from your podcast? And how do you plan on using it more in the future?
1: Facebook Watch. If you're familiar with that, Facebook just came out with a new channel that they're going to take up against YouTube to get television shows. So if we could make Frederick Advice Givers a Facebook Watch channel, where once a week we get to see the video. Facebook's probably the number one platform out there as far as the content that we're producing, along with Instagram, and then obviously YouTube to host. And we have a full-time marketing chief content officer, Rock, behind the video right now. So Rock takes care of all the content production for us.
0: Are there stories that you're looking forward to covering that you haven't had a chance to cover yet?
1: The same thing you're doing. We have found after we have... the Impact Club is we go back and get more in-depth stories from the local charities Mm. so we can help share their stories. Because at the Impact Club, they get five minutes. It's five minutes to share their story. And you can only get so much in five minutes. Yes, you want to create the emotional attachment and you want to hear how the charity is going to help the people that they help. But once we can sit down and have a 20, 25-minute conversation with them, there's deeper stories behind the why. And it's pretty cool to hear why the founders and why the heads of these charities, why they started doing it. You know, there's always some sort of light, flip the switches that makes them, oh, I want to give back. The Impact Club, it's about giving back to the community. Frederick's given so much to everybody. You know, and I grew up down in, in Urbana. You know, you mm. were the master's. I'm in Urbana, but I went to Frederick High, so I'm a Frederick High guy. I had in 2011. In 2016, I had two cousins that were like brothers and passed away. Oh, man. Both tragic, but what I saw in their short lives, 35 and 41 years old, respectively, the amount of people that they touched and their legacy that they left. And I don't want to be known as what I do professionally. Mm. Um, What I do professionally is great, and and it provides a great living for myself and my my wife and my family. I, I want to be known as somebody that gives back to the community like you're starting. So it's more about legacy than anything. So that's my why behind the impact.
0: Club. Legacy over money is another thing that motivates me a great deal is you want to look back at the end of the year and have moments where you don't want to just have, like, you're not looking at a balance sheet. You want to have concrete, real moments in your life where you're very excited about what has happened, and you're proud of it. Being proud of what you do is really important. Also, part of that, the Impact Club email. I don't know how many people read those things from top to bottom. I love
1: them. The Five Impact Fridays from Ryan Fletcher,
0: my co-founder, yep. Yeah, so that's, is you're not just cultivating the platform. You're empowering your members to not just view this $100 thing as giving, but it's also putting a venture capitalist idea into your thing. Are you trying to motivate your club members to do more than just in between the four times they meet?
1: Ryan's big thing is being able to tell a compelling story. His example and our example always is you can become an Impact Club member and you can donate $100 a quarter and you can just sit in the back of the room and not share anything. Or you can have your voice like, <laughs> like you do. You got a great voice. Now, if you told the Impact Club story to 10 people, now instead of having $100 a $100 quarter impact, you're having a $1,000 quarter impact, a $4,000 a year impact. So, our whole thing with the Impact Club and the five Impact Fridays that you're speaking of that Ryan Fletcher sends out is to help others figure out how to best craft their story. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Impact Club story.
0: One of my favorite things when we talk about how you can do Mm storytelling— One of the things that stuck out with me that stayed with me was when Coip presented, there was this one older gentleman mm-hmm. who was standing on the ramp that was screaming Koip and clapping over his head. Did you get his story? I did not. I went up and immediately talked to him. Okay. He's the first person in the room I went to ask. I was like, you are so enthusiastic. What's your deal? And he right. said, I've worked in the prison system my entire life, and I've seen the impact it's had on the families of everyone I've ever met and above everything else I know that Koip is what really needs to be supported. He doesn't work with them. He doesn't volunteer them. Right. I talked to the Koi people afterwards. They had no idea who, who he was, was. And he was just so touched by their mission and wanting to help them that he was just wanting to just share that infectious energy with everybody. The way he was acting, I thought he was the founder. I thought he was like a <laughs> ghost investor. <laughs> right, right. But he was just someone that was like touched by it. And I loved that.
1: Well, and you'll see all the charities, the emotions that – are brought, you know, everybody's got a story. Everybody's got an emotional attachment to something. And all three charities, they do, every time they do a great job and you'll bring tears to mm-hmm. in people's eyes. You know, um, it's just amazing how the stories that these individuals tell when they get up on stage can resonate and connect with the membership with the people there and ultimately you know our platform is that at the end of the three presenters the members that are there vote and the charity with the most votes and the most compelling story wins but as we discussed earlier but it doesn't mean that they can't come back a second or a third time if they're drawn at random, but also it means we gave them that platform to share their stories with their audience on their website, on their Facebook page. They're allowed to share whatever footage we capture that night at the Impact Club.
0: And I love that. And I, I, I really enjoy it. I'm glad to have had the opportunity. am glad I bumped into it. It was Hartley House that told me about you guys. Was it Mark? Yeah. Mark I, I, Traeger? I interviewed Mark Treger on this show. I tell
1: you what, Mark has probably, his voice, he's probably signed 15 people up. His, <laughs> his voice, have you met him outside of doing a one-on-one one interview with him? Oh, yeah. Because he is one of the most fascinating people I have ever met. The Hartley House is very fortunate to have Mark Treger. He's yeah. a and he's got a huge heart. Yeah. He's got a huge heart too. No pun intended. <laughs>
0: he's got a hu- the Heartbeat of Hartley House. <laughs> yeah, Mark, Mark Traeger is a hoot, and that's the the fun thing when you get involved in the nonprofit world and what you see, especially also at the Empire with You meet energetic, motivated people, and it's infectious. And I love trying to find infectious people like that, having that energy.
1: Let me flip the switch on you for a minute here. Get me. I know you're driven. You've been behind the scenes here at FRE for twelve years. What's a burning desire inside of you? What, like, what gets your blood pumping in the morning to make you come in here at three o'clock in the morning, or sometimes you do evening? Like, you're, you're you said you're the ghost man behind the yeah. scenes, right? So,
0: what's the burning desire within you? Knowing that you're entertaining people. If you can make someone laugh. Or you can give someone something it means so much to them mm-hmm. and i love that knowing that i can keep us on the air even when i wasn't one of our main voices knowing that i can keep our air going is to me i was just talking literally something i pointed at a speaker because we speakers all over the building no if we have dead air the only thing that matters to me is if that keeps going and it's it's one of those things where you, you talk about that eye to eye smile that fire It's like we just got a christmas card from a listener okay. that says like she's and it was the rest of the whole it's like you guys make me smile every i work at home so i don't get to see a lot of people but you guys make me smile every single day it's The people you don't know you're helping is, it's just, ah, that's what really gets me going. It gets me so excited about this. I love it because I don't know what I'm going to do any day. I can do basic planning, I can have a skeleton my day, but this year in particular, I planned maybe a fraction. Okay. of what I ended up doing. It's very much a like, you get to get here and it's like, if you're willing to go for it or grab every opportunity you get, you can you can have such an amazing thing.
1: You work for WFRE, but you are, and tell me if I'm wrong here, everything that you're doing, the, the podcast, giving back to charities, the mustache thing, <laughs> you're basically almost your own business. You're branding yourself within the umbrella of FRE. Yes. Correct. So you're your own entrepreneur.
0: I tell that to the other DJs. I said, here's how we exist now Mm -hmm. because radio doesn't even call itself radio anymore. If you look at the paperwork and all that other kind of stuff they put out, we're a multimedia company. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what I tell any new DJ I train or any intern, it's like you are, a small business, you're your own brand, that if you are properly executing yourself on the air, we both benefit, it's a symbiosis. So for me, it's like, if I'm out there, it benefits the station because people wanna work with the station to work with me. It works both ways. I've brought opportunities to the station by being out there this year that they wouldn't have gotten without me. And they've given me opportunities to go, like I did a half marathon in Nashville a few years ago that I would have never gotten without them. So it's understanding that aspect. But for me, it's like, when I'm not on the air, when the mic isn't on, I don't cease to exist. Everything I do is about building the brand. I wanted to help out that charity, but another reason I put on a dress or I dressed as a Roman centurion at the great Frederick Fair or any of the stuff I do, it's all about making myself memorable. You need to have that extra go
1: at it too. I, I would definitely say that you're memorable. After the Impact Club, I was like, did you, did you talk to that guy from W Yeah, we talked to the guy from WFRE. You uh you left an impression. You know, wh- I had not met you before that night, but you definitely left an impression with pretty much everybody <laughs> that asked, you know that Pat dude? Yeah, he was a guy with the mustache or the deep void. Or, yeah. yeah. So you I went, leave an
0: impression. <laughs> I went to every table. I only knew the people from the Heart well, actually I knew Eric from the High Wheel Race. I knew a few people there. Oh Eric Rhodes? Yeah. He was episode so, tennis. Uh, let's
1: let's okay, let's backtrack here and yeah. give Eric a shout-out he does his high wheel race in downtown Frederick
0: first one in the country
1: yes first and only one is it still the only They've one right
0: a- he's actually managed to inspire one to start up one in Pennsylvania so okay. next year we can no longer say only it's first so
1: Eric and his wife they put on they closed in downtown Frederick it's typically second and third week of August it's a high wheel it's, race it's during from-
0: the Tour to Frederick
1: exactly is that weekend yeah and if you're not familiar with what a high wheel is if, if you're watching this it's <laughs> the, the old 1900s big front wheel little back wheel and he's got about 20 racers but he also so they give back thousands and thousands of dollars to the Frederick community. So he also does a fundraiser. He, so He's incredible. He is a bundle of energy. He's a great guy. It's funny that you actually... So how do you know Rhodes?
0: So we do the Tour to Frederick every year. Okay. It's okay. one of the things when I wanted to get in shape, I did the family ride the first year, and mm-hmm. then I got myself up to the club ride and okay. riding with the kids. I actually broke my arm in it one year as well. That's my only tough guy story in the world. I fell off my bike, broke my arm, got on the bike, finished the race. And nice. then when the endorphins ended, it then T-Rexed on me. But so... <laughs> After I did the family ride, I'll be completely truthful about this. I was 266 pounds a few years ago. Oh, wow. So wow. doing just a 10-mile family ride, I was gassed. Mm-hmm. So I stumbled over to – I saw these bleachers and just sat down, plopped down there and was like, oh, oh boy. So I'm sitting there just like, I, 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 kind of, I just want to black out. And I look forward and I see this ridiculous bicycle go by and it goes by again and it goes by again. And I accidentally watched the high wheel race. Well, being fascinated a I'm like, I got to know what this is. <laughs> I got to know what this is. So when we had our meeting with the Tour de Frederick afterwards with the station, mm-hmm. I went like, what are those big, funny bicycles? How do I know about this? Oh, it's Eric Rose. She, she gave me his contact name. So when, next year when it rolled around, I'm like, oh, we got to talk. We right. got to talk. And I've gone there every year and seen it. And he brought his bike here last year. And I got a chance to ride it. It is the perfect not kind of terrifying. It's, it's not easy to ride. It's hard. There's no brakes. Right. There is footage of me on there. And it's like, as someone who has broken an elbow biking, That's I interviewed Joff Summerfield okay. because he always has an international rider every year. This is before I had the podcast. I wish I had the podcast back then. We did a five quick hit interview mm-hmm. on video, just a selfie video with Joff, who's a British guy who high-wheeled around the world. Okay. And just getting to talking about that and building that relationship, like, keep me in mind for next year. Keep me. I always, maybe this is a better answer for the, what keeps me motivated is that in the past I said I always told people, like, keep me in mind. Keep me in mind. Keep Mm -hmm. me in mind. We'll do something. We'll do something. Now, this year, I'm not the producer. I'm not, like, getting something amazing and then going to try to convince one of our personalities to pursue it. If I get something amazing, I go do it. And that's like Eric. When they went overseas to the first high wheel race and they came back and realized there wasn't one in the country, he just went, all right, we'll make one. We'll do it. Right. And it's the just do it. I guess that's the Nike brand, but making something happen that you want to do. Yeah, we don't get
1: you don't want to get sued by Nike. Not well, at all. <laughs> Swish. Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> Going back to Frederick and the tight knit community. That's one of the beautiful things about Frederick. My wife and I and my kids actually volunteer, and, and I have cousins that volunteer at Eric's High Wheel Race. And Eric's daughter, Ireland, is actually the youngest Impact Club member.
0: Yes, she read one of the things yes, this year.
1: Yes, I brought her up on stage. So it's it's a community within a community. You know, the Impact Club, the High Wheel Race. You know, everything has its place. And Frederick is beautiful for that. You know, we are, there's currently 15 impact clubs. Mm. We are the largest chapter. That doesn't surprise Um, me. And it just goes to show you how tight-knit Frederick is.
0: Frederick is, you know, I'll just go and say, I feel like it's one of the densest cities in the country. There is so much going on in Frederick that I feel like, if you're not finding something new every week, you're not looking. There's either a new business or there's a new interesting person. There's always something, like, worth seeing and cropping up that no one else. Like, we just said, like, there's a high thing. That's the only one in the country. Right. And there are people that live here that don't realize that happened. The Carroll Creek has got a crazy backstory to it, too. Like Correct. There's so many parts and people and features of the city that, like, it's so wonderful and so giving. Let me let me tell you something here. We, we're talking about Frederick being amazing with our radiothon, the St. Jude one. Mm-hmm. We are compared nationally to Tier 1 markets. Frederick is what's considered a Tier 3 market in right. size, right. how small we are. The amount of money that Frederick gives, the WFRE listeners give, is on scale with Seattle, New York City. Like really? The big Tier 1 market. D- yeah. And I've never seen Frederick. I've never seen Frederick not give not and step, not when, step up. Yeah, when somebody
1: needs help, not st- it,
0: it not step up. It. I rang a Salvation Army bell two days ago. Mm-hmm. This week's kind of bleeding together, but I was out there in front of it, and we managed to raise. It was just one day and one doorway in front of a Walmart. We brought in over five hundred dollars. It's awesome. And it's like people give. People constantly give, and that's one of the. I've, it's hard not to smile when you talk about Frederick. I love it, this city. It,
1: You've been on the outskirts. I've been on the outskirts. It's a special place. It's, it's a special place. It's
0: one wonder- And if you merely say hello. It just welcomes you in. Right. So, okay, you yeah. want to know
1: a common theme when I have my podcast yeah. and I ask people why they came to Frederick? You know, we've got people from Baltimore, D.C., Boston, and they've opened up small businesses in Frederick. Yeah. They're like downtown Frederick. The energy, the heart of downtown Frederick is unlike any other place that I have ever seen. And that's why we decided to open up our shop in downtown Frederick or move to Frederick or move on the outskirts of Frederick because we just like going to all the restaurants. It's like Frederick is so unique as far as a city. It's not a big city, but it's not a small town. It's yeah. in between where it's close enough where all the small businesses is not overtaken by big corporate industries or all the small businesses. And that's the other thing I get out of the Frederick Advice podcast is all these small businesses, they work together. Yeah. Like There's no competition. It's like, if we can help each other out, we're all going to succeed. But, and that's why you and yeah, I are doing a podcast Exactly, together. yeah.
0: And there's so many great... And oh, man, it's hard to not be excited about
1: that. You're exactly right. All right, so I have one question that I need to sneak in here. Oh, sneak it. For our listeners, for our viewers, you're a multimedia personality. You're a radio personality. You're out there in the public. So how would somebody... If they wanted to be you or be like you or get on the radio or start a podcast. I'll back it up. Or we'll start a podcast. How did you go about becoming a media personality?
0: A media personality is an interesting thing because it's you have to be sort of a jack of all trades. A lot of what people assumed old radio is is entirely dead. To survive with Amazon, Pandora, and Spotify, radio is community. You're not someone that's hidden away behind a glass door. You are someone that needs to be able to be out in the community and motivate people. If you are shy, figure out how to get rid of that. Do theater do public speaking, do debate club, do anything you can to learn how to engage with people. A lot of it is improv too. A big part of it is improv. A big part of what radio is, is you're talking in front of songs. Learn how to be engaging in different amounts of time. Like in my job, I'll see, like, it'll be a song title and it'll be like 15. That means I have 15 seconds. So I decide on the fly how to best use that 15 seconds during the ramp up of this tune. Learn how to react to things. Learn how to work with businesses. Mm-hmm. Radio is an ad driven thing. You see a lot of artists that mistakenly have this weird, like, I don't want to be sold out. I don't want to Get rid of that immediately. If you want to succeed, right. it's a business. And working with businesses are how you can have amazing relationships with people. Podcasting just start. The most beautiful thing that has me excited about the world that we live in right now, it's, it's a good and bad thing, is that most people have a smartphone. That's a supercomputer. You have your own video software. You have editing software. There's YouTube, Facebook. Here's the thing. Everyone is, if you're curious about doing something, just stop being curious and try.
1: So what's the software that you use to upload your podcast?
0: So we use Omni Studios, which is an Australian company okay. that anybody can actually use. They're brand new, so it's super competitive. I love them to death, It's but it's all integrated for social media it's social media forward thinking and then it hooks into itunes twitter all that kind of thing. it generates videos for facebook it's very very i love it it's one of my favorite things. so we use lipson goes out to
1: itunes so there's different ways to skin a cat so if, <laughs> if you want to start a podcast just google how to start a podcast yeah
0: exactly or like start a podcast on youtube right just have a static image that you put video to or something like that right. it's like the best advice i would give anybody about anything is radio the problem is you either have to wait for people to retire get fired or die It's a very choked industry. But just doing things is the best thing I can tell someone. If you have a dream or a want or anything, just start doing it. Mm-hmm. It's like not meeting your new best friend because you didn't say hi to someone walking across the street.
1: That's what I tell everybody is just try something. Like the yeah. first time you do it, you're going to suck. Like exactly. you're going to suck. Yeah. You're not, you're not going to be, be very good. But the second time and the third time and the fourth time, you're going to get a little bit better. That's with life with anything. It could be working out. It could be doing a podcast. It yeah. could be
0: any number of things. It could be writing. There's a huge freedom to try. Correct. I think people want to judge themselves immediately. You can try and try and try and try. And there's no judge against that. You just need to keep doing it until you've achieved it. Any final questions? questions for me, Pat? Well, I always end all of my podcasts with the exact same question. I think we, we hit all of my kind of stuff I just want to talk about. You look like this is the charity of the future, so to speak, and taps- how you're...
1: I would say within 10 years, Impact Club will be probably the biggest giving charitable organization in the world with where we're going with each community.
0: And it's community driven. It's very social media oriented, storytelling, all that kind of. I end all my interviews with the exact same question. What is you excited? What are you looking forward to?
1: What excites me besides my kids and besides, (laughs) I mean, honestly, I mean, everything we do, you know, stepping out of my comfort zone, I was not outgoing like you are, you know, I'm more introverted. So to start a podcast was outside of my comfort zone. What gets me excited is providing something for my kids that say, hey, my dad did that or my, you know, that's the other reason why the Impact Club's there. My kids are always there. They get to see dad in the Impact Club. So Alex, my youngest, funny story, after the second quarter Impact Club, he went back to his class and shared the story of the Impact Club with his class. And right at that time, if we had the infrastructure and the platform, which we don't have it yet, but we probably will in the future, he had 12 kids ready to start an Impact Club for kids. That's Eventually, we need to get Impact Club fine-tuned there's some behind the scenes stuff that, yeah, administrative stuff that we're working on. But just imagine if at $25 a quarter, okay, instead of $100 a quarter, there's an Impact Club for Kids and yeah. they get together and how much impact you can have by starting at the grassroots. Teach them in second, third, fifth, eighth grade yeah. that giving back is so important. So you start them young. Impact Club for Kids will probably ever even be bigger than Impact Club. <laughs> uh, so what gets me excited is providing a blueprint for my kids to be proud and and to move forward in their lives and to give back to other people.
0: That sounds like tremendous momentum. I love that.
1: Thanks. So I appreciate you joining us on <laughs> Frederick Advice Givers, Episode 129. Pat Haynes with WFR. So is that how you, is that how you brand yourself? Pat Haynes WFRE? Do you see Pat Haynes media personality? or Pat I, Haynes. I just
0: tell people I'm Pat Haynes, and then I, uh, I had a meeting at Hartley House, and I'm right. um, Patrick Haynes. I'm here to help. Awesome. FRE is my home base, but Patrick Haynes. I, I try to make sure that people remember Pat Haynes. Okay, I love but, it. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well,
1: thank you for joining us today.
0: Oh, thank you so much. I'm like I said, I love a I love a good conversation. I'll be buzzing for this for a good long
1: while. This was awesome. I I think the format worked well. What do you think, Pat? Never,
0: I loved it. This was, It was fun doing a joint one. We'll have to do it again sometime. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. And we are out. <laughs>